Hey guys, welcome back to episode 26 of Why Are We Still Awake? It's half a year of doing episodes. Just realized that. That's pretty exciting. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, so it's just me and Anton today, which is always good. So uh, get excited and let's just jump right in. Do you want to do some nap notes to start us off? Yeah, we can do some nap notes. Um, let's do it. So for this past week, I averaged seven hours and 31 minutes which I think is pretty good. I think that's solid. Yeah. Last time I was at almost eight hours, basically eight hours every day. Uh This one is seven hours and 30 minutes, which is also pretty strong. Um, So I don't know. I think that's, that was pretty good. I think I felt pretty good. Nothing like too notable or any like notable dreams or anything, but yeah, seven hours and 30 minutes is pretty good. Uh-huh. That is pretty good. Um I'm looking at mine and it's not looking too hot. Oh no. Um one entirely less sleep that's not the word. One yeah. <laughs> one <laughs> whole fewer sleep cycle than you at six hours and two minutes. Okay. Um actually the low the worst day was a Sunday night, got five hours of sleep, and I actually remember what happened. Um it was a Sunday. I've been sleeping in really late um on the weekend, so I slept until eleven, woke up, had brunch lunch whatever you want to call it um and then by three i was asleep again till six. Oh wow so that nap really derailed wow. me that's terrible yeah i was up till 2 40 on sunday night because i couldn't sleep uh-huh. so not optimal sunday felt really relaxing during the day but during the night not so much um but like I was saying earlier, I think I'd rather get six hours of sleep than like seven. At seven, I feel really groggy, hard for me to wake up with the alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather be on one of the sleep cycles. So either six or seven and a half. Um, so just do seven and a half, man. Uh, <laughs> so often I stay up and I'm like satisfied staying up till like where I would get seven hours, but that just completely screws me. So okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, dream wise, I've been pretty just KO'd. Not a lot of activity in uh-huh. the noggin at night. Um, but okay, it sounds like you're doing well. I wish I were doing better. I, there are a lot of times where I'm literally saying, "Why am I still awake?" Like <laughs> wondering what I'm doing with my life. I mean, I can't, I can't wake up or I can't sleep in anymore though, which is like a bad thing for me. Like on the weekends, yeah, on right? the weekends, because like. My one of my like biggest fears is that I just like wake up to my alarm and then I snooze it and then I sleep through my first meeting because like my like alarm is basically like just like is like 15 minutes before my meeting. So there's not so, a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. So like I can hit the snooze once, which is eight minutes. And then it's like, that's it. I got to like be downstairs and like ready for my meeting. Yeah. And like sometimes like I like hit the snooze and then I like sit in bed and then it's like three minutes before my meeting. I'm still in bed. And then I like go downstairs and then I like look in the mirror and sometimes my hair is just like straight up. <laughs> so I grab a hat, I put it on and I sit there and put my like headphones on and then like locked in. And, yeah. And no, no, not locked in. Oh, Cause oh. then it's like time for me to explain like what I did yesterday and like what I'm going to do today. And I, I stumble so much. Oh like, no. Uh, and oh, then I just no. like can't really explain myself. And like, it makes no sense. So sometimes it's pretty bad. Oh God. I, um, I do like a end of day summary just so I remember what I did and mm-hmm. that's been helpful. But I want to go on a little rant that I didn't even have planned about the snooze function on the iPhone. Why is it a preset time? Oh, like, like, why can't you choose it? Yeah. And so I've Googled it and like, I can't figure out why they designed it like that. Uh-huh. But 
isn't that like kind of ridiculous that it's only like the eight or nine minutes and you can't like you have to set other alarms if you want like closer intervals yeah that's pretty infuriating i don't know i i i didn't even know that i thought that maybe you could set it but maybe i don't know maybe they did some kind of research into like oh like this much snoozing is like the optimal amount for snoozing yeah where like you'll be able to wake up like you have the highest chance of waking up the next time around right i like i wouldn't mind that if that were the default yeah but i want to be able to change it and like let me show you this is a result of this i just have like mad alarms like Like, from yeah like oh like every five yeah like and i just need this i needed this in college specifically because like you you just can't like control it so i don't know that's my rant um against apple but let's transition off nap now so did you see that the lakers won the nba finals i last did night? it was i was just like oh okay cool it, it's crazy because like it the viewership was way down like i think last year it was like 23 million or something and uh-huh. this year it was like six which is like to be really? expected yeah i feel or, like it should be higher or well, at least the same. So, yeah, part of me was like, okay, it should be higher because like everyone's at home, right? There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. But I think they were – there are two things. One, um, I think there was like a lack of urgency or like I didn't feel it as a fan even. And granted, my teams weren't there. But it just felt like it didn't really matter. Like even after they won and were celebrating, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, I, I do think so too because I feel like you need the kind of like the build-up in order to like make the story so that like the the finals is something that's like exciting whereas this is just like oh like they just played some basketball in like a hotel and then <laughs> yeah. was, like that was it they're just at disney world and you yeah. know there's no fans there or anything so it's yeah. kind of different um like we talked about um two i think the nba made a big mistake and i don't know how they designed this or whatever but the last game of the series ended up being on a sunday and Sunday is generally an NFL day. So they had to compete with football. Um, and the NFL pulls much better ratings in the U.S. than basketball. Really? So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because the NBA is the most global league, I would say. They have the best um, social media presence. Their stars are really stars. Like, if someone's going to recognize someone, it's going to be LeBron James, right? Like, not Tom Brady or a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um but the NFL pulls in much better TV ratings. So just I, usually, yeah, every like every year. Oh, okay. And like, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, the NFL revenues are like way higher than the NBA. If I, but I feel I thought I thought the NFL players get paid way less than basketball. They players. do. I think it's like a result of like, or that's something that a lot of people have a problem with the NFL for, right? Is that like the owners are getting really rich. And the league gets really rich, but the players don't get nearly as wealthy as basketball players. There is another theory that um, NFL stars are less marketable because I don't know if this was like a bona fide thing or if I kind of made this up and like it fit my own beliefs. But um, if anyone knows, please correct me. There's like this like helmet theory in sports that like sports where you don't get to see the athletes faces have much less popular stars. And to me, that makes sense, right? Like, it's way easier to sell somebody when you can see their face versus like a player who only has a helmet on most of the time. Yeah, I believe that. That actually makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so I think those two reasons, though, getting back to what we were saying, just NFL Sunday and kind of low stakes made this win kind of feel pretty lackluster, I would say. And it's, it's a huge win for L.A., 
um, just with everything that went on with Kobe and stuff this year and for LeBron, really just his legacy, whatever. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the aftermath. So there were just like huge parades in LA and I saw these like TikToks around Staples Center and it just looks like a regular parade, mm-hmm. which is extremely worrisome from a COVID perspective. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Everyone should be safe. It's great that LA won, but I hope everyone is being safe about it. Yeah, um, and LA has been pretty bad in general, I feel like, about this. Yeah, SoCal has been much worse than even here in NorCal, so uh, I don't know. It's it's scary. I don't know. Not to shit talk SoCal, but I feel like that's expected. I think they're they're like a lot less, they seem a lot less controlled and like, I think they believe in the like coronavirus, but they don't want to heed a lot of the like, or they don't want to give up a lot of the stuff they would have to give up to be really safe about it. Like I see that among like celebrities too, right? Like you catch celebrities like going out and partying, doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all pretty irresponsible, but that's, you know, they can do what they want, I guess, or no, I guess it's like for the, I don't know. Um, but they are definitely less responsible. Yeah. But I don't know. Congrats to the Lakers, I guess. Yeah, and the Heat played their asses off. Um, it was a great series to watch, better than a lot of people thought. Um, but for people who hate sports, we can get off this topic. Yeah. Um... After my shower today, I had a very scary moment and am still a little scared that I have a receding hairline. Really? If you want to see. Yeah, wait, let me see. <laughs> okay. I can't. I don't know what that means. I mean, it just looks a little thinner on the sides, right? Like here? Like like here. Like right at the temples. It doesn't look... It's not like straight across. Yeah, it's yeah. It's supposed to be straight across. Well, I, I'm not sure. Like, it's very natural not to have straight across. Like, even when you're like... You have the most yeah. hair. So I can't tell if my hairline's always been like this or if it's thinning. Have you just never checked? All right, how about me? I mean, yours, there's, it's pretty, like, it's not thin, but it's definitely not straight across. Do you want a picture? No. Okay, well, so I brought this to my mom. I'm like, uh-oh, like, what do you think about this? <laughs> and, like, what are my options? Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, one, there's not really a lot of good options. And two, she doesn't think it's receding. Um, and she thinks, like, one, it was never, like, straight across. And two, like, I cut the hair shorter here. So that could also be it. I mean, have you looked at that before, though? I no, like I haven't. Not. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I guess I'm not actually worried, but if it is, like, starting to recede, I'm going to be, like, pretty sad. That is, yeah, that's kind of concerning. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like your hair is pretty thick, though. Like, But, like, you start losing it here first before, like, you get, like, lose it here. Do you? Yeah, know. that's, like, the male, like, the classic male pattern, oh. so. I don't know. I feel like, for my family, we don't have that much baldness. Like your grandfather has a full head of hair? Uh, he had some hair. <laughs> well, like my dad hasn't bald yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Is it, it's, is usually, it your... it's through the mom, your mom's dad. Oh, I don't know what my mom's dad has. Okay, well, but that's it usually is like that's how you judge it. I think my mom's grandparent had hair, though. But that's different. Why? Because his would be based off. No, my mom's grandparent. Yeah, your great grandparent. Your yeah. great grandfather. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's isn't that the same the lineage? But what it his your great grandfathers would be based on your grandmother's dad. <laughs> I don't know. Which is know. different than your grandfather. I, I, I don't I, I I feel like it's not that like I mean my mom has a full <laughs> <laughs> Women don't ball like that. Yeah, why not? It's genetic. What, like it's why, on the Y chromosome. But like there's yeah. no like benefit to balding, right? No. Like so why is that just like a gene that's there? I, I right? don't know. I have no idea. But are there some people that are just like ninety five and there's full head of hair and it's like a man? Yeah, yeah. Some like some... no, but I think all old people's hair thins. Uh huh. But some still maintain like a pretty like. Yeah. No, but like women and men, all like old people just have thinner hair, and yeah. then men have like full baldy, and women don't have that. Oh okay. I don't think any of the men in on my mom's side of the family are bald. Okay, then you should be good. Or t- two of them are bald. <laughs> <laughs> two of them are balding. But, okay. Well, I mean, like one of them's got just a full on like he's he's got it going on. Well, anyways, uh, I don't know. Like my twenty three and me said I'm not. Uh, my grandfather oh, on my mom's side you're not likely to bald. bald. Yeah, and then my grandfather on my mom's side like didn't have balding issues, but I'm just like very worried. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like you can't really tell. Let me see again. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna keep looking fine. at it, and like you can't tell, but like I'm worried that in like five years, when I'm still like what 28, then it's gonna be like, oh god, like no, if you're 28, you're already old, so it's no, okay no, to start please, going downhill. please. Um, so that was my like little freak out. That is pretty stressful though, because it's just like you know, it's the start of something that you know is gonna be a very long and slow and painful process, yeah. not to scare you. <laughs> But I mean, I think you're fine. I don't think anything's happening. I, I deep down, I think I'm okay. But part of me is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> would you would you do any like I transplant? Or I'm whatever? not like confident it works that well, and it's pretty expensive. So hopefully, in the next like ten years, it gets way better. Yeah, I think if it gets better, then maybe that's a solution. But I think that how it is now it's not worth it because i feel like yeah it looks bad and like yeah it's it's expensive it's yeah it's very expensive and i don't i think it looks like you can't tell in like pictures maybe but i think in person yeah you can always clear it's just like that's not i'm just gonna stop touching my head yeah maybe just stop just no shampooing anymore Yeah, no hats what what are some other things that do it I don't know. I don't even know if that stuff does it. Because I was wearing my like hat backwards. And it's pushing the hair yeah. back. And then and, and Steph was like, that's going to make you bald or something. I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. But then you got you thinking. And then I was like, maybe. And so I, I do it less now. Like, yeah. At least don't fold my hair back also. I just know I'll be straight hat life if I'm hitting the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but you also don't put any product in your hair, which is, I feel like, also good or good bad. for you. Like putting product in your hair and like, blow drying your hair and stuff is like that's yeah bad. that is bad. bad for your hair i wash my hair every day though which i've heard is bad yeah that, i think that's bad but like i heard it so if you, you start to... washing every day you have to wash every day because it like doesn't because your body gets used yeah. to like a certain level yeah oh i try and do like every other day i just feel it feels too gross yeah it's, it feels kind of greasy <laughs> see that's like suboptimal well i mean it also depends on how greasy of a person you are so i feel like you have to like gauge it but like 
I feel like I'm pretty greasy. <laughs> like no. I am too. Like I don't sweat a lot, but I'm yeah. pretty greasy. Yeah, I think I think I think you need to like get into a like a cycle or like you need to like decide one or the other because and commit. Yeah, I, I feel like I might have might have told you about this, but the summer I was in New York for the internship. Yeah, I didn't have like I, like I lived in the dorm, so I didn't have anything. So I had to go buy some shampoo, right? Uh-huh. And then like like. This, the internship was like 11, like, 10, yeah. 10, 11 weeks, like seven weeks in, like my like roommate comes out of the bathroom and he's like, oh, like, can I borrow your shampoo? And I was like, yeah, it's just in there. And he's like, that's not shampoo. It's... That's conditioner. And I was like, wait, what? Like, that's good. Like, Shut the hell up. And then so then I look and I just have been only using conditioner the whole summer. I didn't wash my hair once with like shampoo. And was okay. And my hair was like totally fine. But conditioner must clean it a little. I don't think so. I have no idea what conditioner <laughs> I does. So. I remember I remember like like putting it on my hands and I'm like, oh, this one like doesn't really like bulb like lather that much. Like this is like kind of yeah, up. this kind of shit. And I like put it in my hair and it's like it's just gone instantly. I was like, I was like, this is kind of like sucky, but like, oh well. Yeah. But but like it was like pretty good. Cause then also like the natural like oils. Coat hair, your like, hair. Yeah, it makes it like kind of thicker. Yeah, and my like hair is usually very thin and like fine, and mm-hmm. so it was it was kind of nice to like actually have that. I don't know, but the idea of that like I'm not washing, actually washing my hair was kind of gross. So I just still wash it. Girls use that like dry shampoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like very intrigued by that. To me, that just seems like it would like gump up your hair. Yeah, is like, it just like powder? That yeah, just, like I have no idea. Powder? What the hell is that? Like, I have no idea. That's that. I feel like, and then like some of it will just like fall on your neck, and then it'll just be like like powdery stuff on your neck, and it's like feels gross. Well, because they have longer hair too, so yeah. they're using way more. I don't know. That's perplexing to me. I never figured out what it was. I wonder if it works though. I don't know. Catch us next time. Yeah, just... Maybe we'll try it. <laughs> I imagine it's just like spraying Febreze on your hair. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, yeah. That's hair talk this week. Um, you should take some pictures. That's yeah. That I literally tracking am. it. But yeah. how often do I take them? You know, like like once a week. Like, that often? What do you mean? If one, if every week it's receding, I'm done. No, I then you done. can like make a video, just a time lapse. Yeah, or I mean, or it, like every every two weeks. I don't. know. I feel like every month, your like hair itself will be too different. Like, yeah, like you get like haircuts and stuff. And That's too fair. To tell. I I'm pretty. I don't like. I don't do want to talk about do it. Do you think? Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think barbers know how can can barbers tell? I don't think so because okay. they don't have any like training. Yeah, that's not something. Like maybe if they see you every time and know how to cut your hair, yeah, they could tell. But I I have little faith. I only ask because I'm probably gonna get a haircut soon. Are you going to the barber? Yeah, because I think it's open now. It is. I yeah. did it last time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty safe. Um. Well. Do you want to talk about watches? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. I didn't know if you wanted to bring this up, okay. but I definitely do. Okay. So, do you want to start somewhere, or, like, do you want... Well, I, okay, so, well, we kind of have... We're supposed to tell stories, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I was like, we could just tell the story of how we went to Stanford Shopping Center this last weekend. Amazing. Um. So, right after we went to the driving range, we went to Stanford Shopping Center to go... Uh, our friend Dylan's, like, dad's birth... Had his... Our friend Dylan's no, dad, our friend Dylan's dad, yeah. Yeah. had his birthday the day before. So 
Dylan was getting a cake for him. Um, I don't think they care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We were, we were just at Stanford. Um, and then we, after we got the cake, we were just like, okay, what do you want to do now? And so we like walked by the 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 watch store where Tyler bought his watch. Um, and then I think you and Adam were like, oh, like let's go in and see. And so we were like, okay. So we stood in line. There was like someone in front of us, and the line was yeah. There was like a lot. Yeah, it was like maybe like 15 20 minutes the the people in front of us hadn't even gone in and was like okay like it's not worth it can we just go so then we like walk away for like 10 seconds and then we like turn around and then they went in so then we come back and we're like okay now we can wait in line like <laughs> we're that first. Was, yeah we're first in line like it's gotta be us so then we wait but then it's still probably another like 20, 20 no it was like 10 minutes, minutes the second time it was not over exactly. Okay, it was still like a solid like half hour total, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just for waiting sure. outside for of the sure. store. But we finally get in. Um, they hit us with a little thermometer check and some hand sanitizer, which I feel like was kind of nice. Pretty safe, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we go up, and then so I I don't I don't know why you guys do this, but I guess like they feel like the need to have some kind of like story in order to like add legitimacy because I guess we're like pretty young, so it's like less likely that we're actually going to be buyers um and so 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 the story i guess was that i got my phd i just got like i just no it was confused we like wanted you to have your phd done but you were like oh i just got accepted no yeah so i was trying to make it like more realistic and it's like oh no like i just like got into the program because they they were like oh yeah he just graduated from his phd i was like i'm not like 30 like i don't Asian think that's people, gonna work you can't tell yeah but i was like i don't think that's gonna work so i was like yeah like i just graduated or like i just got into my phd and then i don't know she, her like english wasn't like super great so I, it's like kind of like lost in translation yeah, so she's like oh like what phd and i was like stats and she's like oh what school and i was like berkeley and she's like oh cool and i was like <laughs> yeah nice and then so then we'd like okay like let's look at like what watch to get um and so we looked at a few watches um before this though we had kind of talked about watches before like you have a watch and like our friends have watches also and so they you guys have been more into watches longer than i have but like i i was kind of like curious about one of these watches like i had asked you guys about it before and i was like kind of like interested in that um and they actually had it so the the watch is like the grand seiko snowflake yeah and so we well first we looked at some omegas um, and then we went over and then we looked at the the snowflake and I think that that one was like really interesting to me and I really yeah. like that one. So I think the what when I get a watch, that's the watch I'm going to get, but it's a little bit unclear when I'm going to get it, but the plan is, is it unclear. Okay. Well, I just want to say that just to like, in case like something happens and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get it now. But the, the plan currently is that when my, if I get promoted, I will buy the watch. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good plan. I think Adam talked a lot about um, like buying watches or like having the watch symbolize something. And I think that does make it better. Like at the end of the day, you're not just paying for like the mechanism you're paying for the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I think you should buy now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should not wait. You know, you don't have a watch and I think this would be a great time. The sooner you buy it, the sooner you can start enjoying it and it's not cheap. So like you might as well enjoy it for the longest amount of time. That's true. But I feel like I'll enjoy it. Like I will be able to enjoy it sooner, but I'll enjoy it less. If I was just like, 
oh yeah, I got this watch because I was <laughs> impulsive and I couldn't wait. Like that's okay. not as good of a story because I, sure. I was also like, oh, like I think that this watch, it's it's like kind of troll. And I told my parents this and they laughed, but I was like, I kind of want like an air, a family heirloom or like okay. something that I can like pass down yeah. to like my kid. Okay. And so I want it to be something like, that's like valuable and something that's worth passing down. Sure. So I think I need like, it checks those boxes. Yeah. And then sure. I also want something that like has like a, like a good story and like a good reason for like why I had it. And like, okay. I also, and like, I could buy this watch like in five years, which would be probably a better decision, like financially. Okay. Um, but yeah. I think like one, like if I buy it earlier on, like I can like make more memories with it and it can like have more meaning to me and then more meaning when I pass it down. And so the meaning isn't coming from when you're getting it. It's from the memories you're going to have with it. Um. Well, it's, it's kind of a combination of both. Like okay. one, it's like a good reason why I got it. And two, it's like, oh, like I had it like through all these different things in my life. Okay. And so I feel like that's good. And then also I feel like, when I'm like 60 or something, it'll be kind of funny to be like, oh, yeah, like I probably shouldn't have bought this watch. But this was like kind of like my young impulsive buy that I got. Yeah. And like it was like kind of like probably not like in the grand scheme of things, like not the best move. But like it was kind of like a good but, life experience. Yeah, it's not going to like reckless. Yeah, it's not like a great move, but it's also not going to like set you back and make you like destitute either. Yeah, so I think like. It, it's really in that like middle zone where like it's not too bad of a purchase but it's maybe not like the most, the most optimized yeah, one yeah either. it's not that responsible um i'm not on any side i think you should buy it now <laughs> um did i mention I, I think you should buy it now um, <laughs> uh, but i think there is truly there is value in waiting too i think february i think or around that time hopefully is mm-hmm. like when you're looking to get it mm-hmm. um that'll be good my um, biggest fear is that like it's out of stock or like all of a sudden it just skyrockets. So that's what I was thinking. So yeah. the watch market's very fickle. I think it'll be in stock. I think what's more likely to happen is all of a sudden the, the movement or the dial or something that Grand Seiko does so like wonderfully becomes really coveted by the watch community and demand for it skyrockets and you're going to be out of luck. It's going to be up a couple grand in price and That's maybe harder be to get. Or, that would be devastating. That would almost be the worst because it becomes a more poor financial decision as it gets more expensive, but you want it more because you've waited. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully it won't do that. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to roll the dice and just, I think, I think it'll be fine though. I have been watching a lot of YouTube videos and all the comments are just like, yeah, like that's like, the snowflake is like really like good and it's like super underrated and like yeah. all the YouTube videos are like that too. Yeah. Which I think is like pretty exciting though because like if you do get it and then it shoots off then that's like pretty awesome. I mean it's like timing anything in a yeah. market right yeah. like I think you'll be okay because it's pretty soon but yeah no it's a really well respected brand and individual watch within the community um, they're kind of not so, not so much outside though. I mean not so much by like pop culture and like rappers maybe mm-hmm. but like I I don't think you'd buy it for that anyway yeah um so my follow-up question is do you think um you could see yourself buying like a couple more watches after this first one like do you think you'd be sucked in or do you think like one is really where you would want to stay i think i'm a i'm gonna be like a two watch person okay i think this is the one that i'm gonna have for a few decades and then 
when I pass it off to my kid, I like I was thinking like when my kid graduates college, I would like give it to them or okay. something. And then once I do that, that's when I buy my second one, and that one would be like significantly more, I would think. Or like, yeah, or something. I don't know. You or like something that like I've been least. thinking about like a little bit more. But okay. I right now, like when I look, I don't really see anything that like really stands out. So uh-huh. like I I feel like that's good because there's nothing that I'm like immediately jumping to look at. Yeah, you're not like yeah. you're not fl- like flirting around with other yeah. options. Yeah. No, I think I was actually really surprised at how how much you really liked it and how quickly you basically like settled on it. Yeah. Um, just because like I feel like there's always room for like uh, indecision in those choices. Like when I was picking mine, I had a lot of indecision. Yeah. Maybe that's just me, but like if you if you see it and you know like that, then it's like a really good pick, I think, for you. So. That's really exciting and fun. And I think you should buy now, like I said. <laughs> um, and I I wonder if, you know, whenever your kid graduates college or whatever milestone you choose to give it to them at, if by that time you might be so attached to it, you might want to wait. Because I think about that mm. and like, I, I would love to give stuff to my kids, but I don't know if I'd be ready to do it at whatever age I was at when they graduated college. Because I mean, you probably have like a lot of life left after they like, graduate in myself yeah, yeah like right like you have a lot more years yeah. where you could be enjoying i don't know you maybe that'll be interesting to see if you're willing to part ways at that time because i don't think i would be yeah maybe because like maybe even at that point like i would keep my watch and then just buy my kid a different yeah. watch but i feel like if there's something cool and like oh like this is like my dad's oh watch absolutely to me. yeah so maybe i don't know maybe like I would like give them, I would get them a watch. And then when I'm like on my my deathbed, (laughs) then I give it to my kid. And then my kid gives their watch to their kid. I don't know. Something like that. It's a cool idea. Yeah. I I do like the idea of like passing it down though. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a perfect thing to pass down to. It's very sentimental. Yeah. And it's something that's like, not like, oh, like my like dad's like, baseball bat or something where it's like oh i don't really play baseball i can't really use this but it's <laughs> like, like yeah everyone can have a anyone watch. can wear a watch yeah and and it's like not that yeah it's pretty universal yeah and it's and you're not picking anything too crazy either where like in it's very conceivable that in 60 70 years it's still a handsome good looking piece um so that is exciting i can't wait to see that come home but um, you you're you're looking for another watch too right i know you're tempted i know you're tempted. so we looked so yeah like you said we looked at omegas and specifically we thought that maybe the Speedmaster would be a good fit the classic moon watch for Ver- you for for you okay. it, i think it's an engineering feat and it's really storied and i mm-hmm. think that'd be also something cool to pass down whatever um, but it's also like one of those watches that's in every like serious watch collector's collection because it is so classic and it looks good and it's functional, whatever. So I tried it on and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> oh no, I don't regret the choice I made because I, I could have gotten the Speedmaster. But mm-hmm. um, I it is a really good looking watch and it is something that I'd want one day. And then the saleswoman had to hit me with the oh, they might be discontinuing this one. She and got it, you. Yeah, literally the sales technique got me. Um, got the wheels turning and it's like, wow, um, I'd like to buy this, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I'll be holding off, um, just cause there's other more interesting watches. I think that I'd rather get in the interim. What's the one that you're like looking for instead? I I'm looking at the Rolex Explorer one. Mm -hmm. It's a really simple one. You could wear it every day. 
really classic looking. Um, it's kind of hard to get, so I'm not like in any rush. And like, I really don't want to buy now. I think it's not the right time for mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't have anything to celebrate right now um, or any milestone, but I think that would be the next one I got. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could track one down. Um, and I just think the Speedmaster will be always there. I did some research about their discontinuation and um, it would be a slight potential upgrade to the like internal movement, um, which I actually don't like because that gets away from the original history of the watch, but I could live with um, if I don't have to buy it now. But it definitely shopping definitely got me thinking about buying again, <laughs> which I wasn't even in the realm of until we tried those on. So always dangerous to go in there. <laughs> so so when it discontinues that they'll still make the watch, but just like a new version of it. Yeah. So like my guess would be so the moon watch is such like a like stalwart part of the Omega collection that they will just change like the insides, basically change the mechanical movement. So it's a little more technologically advanced, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise like visually and functionally, the watch will be exactly the same, but I only dislike that for this one because they've advertised it so long as the watch that went on the moon. So I'd kind of want the movement that they used on the moon, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's kind of like a moot point to be honest. Um, but, but you think that like you would, get the the explorer one over the the speedy still like you'd rather have the explorer one yeah i think it's yeah i think i would um i want a rolex piece just to have and then i also think the explorer is more versatile um yeah i think having one of each is is like a good yeah like not only from a brand standpoint i think the speedy is a great looking watch but i think the explorer one is like really something that could fit in literally every situation and is not um a dive watch like i already have Mm -hmm. um so i think there's a lot of value in that but it it brings like i don't want to be a collector in the sense that i don't like want to have that many but i think about like ones that i'd want and then it starts feeling like i am a collector growing it's like you're like that one's good too yeah like at some point i'd like a nice dress watch right like i don't get dressed up that often but i think Uh when you have a nice dress watch you can wear it with a lot of like really nice outfits Mm -hmm. but like all the dress watches i'd want are also expensive and out of reach so like right now so that just adds to another like style that i would need and that's very different than anything i have what's what's Um, like a good dress watch that you are like and like also like what makes like a dress watch a dress watch um dress watches usually are like simple thin faces usually white um very classic looking and they usually come on leather straps or some Mm -hmm. kind of leather um and uh, the one i was looking at is this jaeger lecout jlc yeah jlc ultra thin moon Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't looking at getting it soon. I think it's like it's very expensive and definitely not something I'd want to afford or could afford now to be like smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's pretty simple, but has like a small like touch. Like it has the moon sun dial kind of in the middle. Oh, I see this. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. JLC is known for really good movement. I think Patek and some other big houses actually have borrowed their movement in the past. So it's engineered really well and i think it's just really clean looking mm-hmm. um but like i said like i don't really have a good excuse to get a dress watch like i don't get dressed up enough mm-hmm. uh, but it's also one of those things i think when you do get dressed up it can really put together the whole outfit and the feel yeah yeah 
like when you do have it it's so nice to have yeah you put it on and you feel invincible yeah literally that so i think that'll come one day definitely not on the close horizon but that's already uh, what up to three washes of me having so like i don't or know four if you include the speedy yeah right? i don't yeah i don't want to uh, and then you want like the daytona right i mean that like i just might never buy i don't know if that'll ever be a smart financial purchase but the daytona is my like grail watch like if i had all the money in the world and could buy one that's what i'd buy i saw the uh the asian dude from hawaii 50 he has it yeah daniel day Kim. yeah yeah yeah, yeah i yeah, just yeah. watched that video <laughs> yeah no when you get the like watch videos are actually really good they're all really well made too. yeah 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 so even if you're not that interested at least it's like beautiful like uh like videography yeah 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 it's very um, cinematic but yeah like john mayer loves watches he has a lot of videos yeah and robert um, downey jr yeah mr wonderful from shark tank has a lot yeah yeah, yeah. he was the one that like because he and teddy or whatever his name is teddy baldessari yeah, they <laughs> they had a video and they talked about the grand seiko and that's yeah. like how i feel like i learned a little bit more about that yeah Mr. Wonderful puts all his on like those like orange rubber scraps or he does that to a lot of them. Is it just like ugly? It, it is to me. It's so ugly, but I mean, who am I to tell him? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a crazy world out there. Cause these like little time pieces get really expensive for what they are. But... And some of them look pretty ugly. Yeah. To be fair. No, like, for sure. Some of them are just, like there's, they, he has that one that like flips like reverso, the JLC reverso. Yeah. No, I think that's cool. No, I mean, it's like kind of like an interesting idea, but I think that just straight looks stupid. No, I think they like had the that watch at the store. Looks stupid, and I think like the flipping thing is kind of stupid. It's to protect yourself when you go to play polo. I mean, okay, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's just straight dumb. You don't like a square face? No, that's no. like a really classic women's watch, the Cartier Tank. It's a square. I think square is very unique and i think the jlc reverse is really cool for dress watches i think a lot of people would comment on it it's very unique but i think it'll look stupid it's less versatile like, i've, I've never tried it on. i think it looks stupid yeah i don't know i i think i like it for the history but maybe if i like take a more bird's eye view maybe it's stupid yeah <laughs> um but i i'm very excited for you um I'm excited. I I need to like stop talking about it and stop thinking about it. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy because like it, that's four months from now, and that's way too much time to just be thinking about it every day. So I need to like put it in the back of my mind so then I don't think I, it'll be okay. The holidays will come. Get that's this. worse because then it's like oh <laughs> like this is a decent reason to buy it, but then like I don't know. I like I'm at work and like one of my monitors is just like just like the <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god. That looks pretty good and then I just like keep doing work. So I know the feeling when like the anticipation of it and looking at it and I think watching the videos is the part that gets me the most cuz it actually looks better in some of the videos than when you get it. Yeah. Um that got me a lot too. I don't so know. It's exciting. It. it is exciting. Well, I think that's enough watch talk, especially yeah. <laughs> if listeners don't really like watches. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, but may, I don't know. I, I feel like I wasn't that into watches beforehand, but like I don't know. After you like look into it a little bit more, if you find something that's interesting to you, then you could get sucked in as well. Yeah, and I think, like we said, they're really good sentimental pieces and granted expensive ones, but I think they're, they can be really cool from a story perspective too. Yeah. Um. Well, since we last talked, we played golf. You played golf. Yeah. Or we all did at a course. 
what what oh, are your thoughts oh, we're talking about that yeah not not at the driving range i want to talk about our course experience okay well i think that i over practiced for like at, for, at that time because i feel like i was kind of fatigued because like the night before i probably hit like 100 balls yeah and then the day of the more in the morning i probably hit like 50 balls at Adam's house. Oh, and then okay. and then at the drive and then at the course we went to the drive. Oh, we hit first. very few there. We hit we, like six. No, we you hit six. We bought a <laughs> we bought a whole bucket for like four people, and then the three of them were like, "Oh no, you you need to practice, so you you go do it." So I hit like probably like thirty balls there also. So I probably hit like two hundred plus balls like right In before twenty four hours yeah, before. within like yeah like maybe even 12 hours before I played. And so like on the course, like in the beginning, I was like, oh, like I'm pretty like warmed up. I feel like I was doing okay. Sure. And then like near like the seventh and eighth hole, every time I like lined up, I was like, this is gonna, this isn't gonna go well. But like, were you like sore or like? No, like my muscles over... were just like fatigued. So like, like okay. when I would like, my like back swing would just be like very like, I could tell that it was just like not, not controlled. Yeah, it was just kind of like very shaky, and like mm-hmm. my muscles were just like very tired. Wow! Um, so I would just that all of those would just go straight into the ground a bunch of times. Um, but like since then, I feel like we've done some drive. We've gone to the driving range a few more times, um, and I feel like I I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. No, I think like all of us did pretty well for our first course um we're on a big like golf kick i don't know if we talked about it before but like we're all coming from basically no experience so it's been a it's been a learning experience and a really humbling one it's Uh, troll though because like we're all teaching each other (laughs) which makes no sense (laughs) absolutely no sense because we don't know no adam watches videos okay yeah but a lot he's basically just like looking at some videos teaching himself and then <laughs> teaching, teaching us yeah like, yeah okay. like that makes no sense at all yeah, yeah yeah but also when we go to the driving range not like people are looking bad i feel like 70 people are to 80 percent of the people are looking pretty bad and so you're like hmm like maybe everyone's just kind of like winging it and they're just like oh like i had like one lesson once and then now i'm just gonna go to the driving range and just like figure it out i think lessons are like a premium right they're pretty expensive like that's something we found out too yeah so i think a lot of people and like golf become more popular and less of a like elitist sport so a lot of people are just learning like from videos or like their friends like us so i think that's why there are a lot of other people with kind of like jacked up swings like us at the driving range um i will say like golf isn't really known for being the most athletic but when we first started playing like my hands just hurt because like gripping the small club is like, I guess uses muscles or like ligaments or tendons that you never really use. Mm-hmm. And like, this sounds like mad, like unfit, I guess. But like the first couple of days, my hands just like hurt. Um, like but, not like blisters, but like, but like, sore. yeah, the, yeah. The, my hands and like my forearms were sore and the bones kind of ached, which sounds like ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm, I'm far over that now. I think I'm uh-huh. well conditioned okay. to the sport. Um, but that kind of sounds like how, like on your back swings, you were a little wobbly after hitting two hundred balls. You know? Yeah, like, no, I, I think, I think it's definitely like a motion that you don't normally do, and so, like, wherever your muscles are weaker, you're gonna like start feeling that. Like, I feel like I started feeling that in like my rear delts when I was like swinging yeah. at the first time around. Like, I think my grip strength is like pretty is like pretty decent, so I don't mm-hmm. like my hands weren't hurting in that way. I, I was getting like mad blisters yeah. though, which is 
very annoying. On the non-glove hand, too. Yeah. On on both hands, honestly. <laughs> and I still kind of get it. Like, last time we went, we went, like, on Saturday or something. And I, I, I still started to get, like, some small blisters. Just moisturize up. I don't think it's about moisture. I think it's just, like, like my skin. I don't know. Yeah, it's I um, I think the other part about golf that like I didn't think about, but totally makes sense is like the flexibility issue. I'm extremely inflexible. And like sometimes mm. when you're swinging, like coming off like no practice or warm up, <laughs> yeah. you just kind of feel like your lap tweak yeah, or yeah, like yeah. your yeah. back kind of cracks. And you're like, whoa, like yeah, we do no warm ups, So that's <laughs> so, good. So we should do some stretching before I should do some stretching before. Yeah, because it's like a pretty big motion. And I feel like if you're not warming up you're gonna pull something yeah and it's really abnormal i think to be like wrenching your like spine around like that so yeah 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 definitely need to do like yoga or something to fix yeah but but like you said though i i feel like i've definitely noticed a lot more people golfing for some reason like maybe it's like just because we started golfing that i've noticed it but like Mm -hmm. a lot of people on like my insta stories of just like random people are like at like golfing i'm like has this always been the case like why is like literally everybody golfing right now yeah it's i it, partly i think it's a quarantine thing i saw like somebody golfing in korea and the driving range has these like tees that come up and it already has the ball on it so you hit it and then like the tee drops and then it comes back up with a ball on it it's really? so nice wait how does it like does it just like open up and then it goes down? it doesn't have to open up like the tee just comes through like a hole with a ball on it yeah it's so cool wow okay interesting so uh, i i guess like golf in korea is like really exclusive because like a couple people own all the courses so it's very expensive and like really like high class quote unquote Mm -hmm. um but i was like wow i saw that driving range i was like that is nice like i'm tired of just bending down putting the ball there like i don't know (laughs) i feel like that's not that much effort (laughs) i mean it's not it's not but i don't even use the tees yeah because you don't hit the driver yeah I got to work on that. It's too much work, though. But I don't know. I think I think it's an interesting skill to have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I, I feel like I can hit it sometimes. So, like, if I were in, like, a general situation with, like, people I don't know and they're like, oh, you want to go golfing? It's like, oh, like, you could You feel of, comfortable. Yeah, you feel like... comfortable, like, going and, like, I'm not just, like, completely hopeless. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And it's like, yeah, it's, I feel like it's like a useful skill to have, especially like later on in life. No. Yeah. Even if it's like not, um, like even something you end up doing later, I think it's just like anything in life where the more exposure you have to different things, the better, even if you don't like them, or even if you're not well-practiced is better than starting from zero. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well with that, I think we're going to close out episode 26. Happy half year birthday to us. Um, remember to follow us on socials. Why we still wake podcast on Instagram. We always say it, but we will be posting more <laughs> for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. You can hold us to that. Um, yeah. half year celebration, uh, have a great one and we will be back next week. Thanks for listening guys. See ya.